0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of narcissistic abuse in a queer relationship. And I'm here to help validate and support those who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Today, I'm going to talk to you about when your abuser is or was married when you met them. Before we begin, I'm going to do my struggles and successes. Um, I feel like it's been a while since I did one of these. Um, the last recording I did, I was actually interviewing someone, so we skipped that. And yeah, I feel like I missed a week in there. And so anyway, I'm like, when is the last struggle I shared? Um, so this week's struggle struggle um, is, at, as you can see, I'm still wearing my beanie. I just took the kiddo and the dogs to the beach. It's a, it's a sunny... November PNW day. Like it's chilly, but the sun was out. And so we went over to the beach and um, it was super windy. And so we went there for very long, but I was sitting there and I was looking at some pictures. We took some really cute pictures. Actually, I'm just going to show my YouTubers. Everyone on the podcast is like, what? So I'm just sitting there, my kiddo's playing, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like so cute. I actually got both of the dogs in it. Kiddo's being silly. Um, like, wow. And then I was like, well, you're wearing a beanie. Now I wear beanies a lot, but I had this, like when I saw myself, I had this little flashback of this time that I sat down at a restaurant with my abuser. It was winter time and they literally reached across the table and took my beanie off. Like I'm cold. We're at a restaurant. I personally wouldn't usually, um, keep a beanie on inside a restaurant. It's not really like my, like, I'm not the lesbian who just like wears beanies all the time. Although I do wear them when I'm cold. And so they just, they took it off and they took it off because I looked like a lesbian. I looked like a lesbian. I am a lesbian, uh, because I was sitting in a restaurant with a beanie on and they just, they took it off. So it was just this really, really quick, um, flashback, which, you know, again, I like to share my flashbacks. Um, I especially share them on my Instagram stories because they're usually quick, they're usually something very subtle, like I'll be putting my hair up and have a flashback, plucking my eyebrows and have a flashback, looking at myself in a beanie and have a flashback. And they're pretty harmless now. I don't have, like, I don't get triggered, but it's just like, you know, with PTSD, these memories, they just resurface whenever they feel like it. And, you know, you didn't ask for it. But the success will be that I just was like, hmm, wearing a beanie now. Nobody's taking beanies off my heads anymore. So, you know, every time that we have those moments, um, I love that as an example because it can be both a struggle and a success. Like, yes, this happens, yes, I have CPTSD. Um yes, all of that is part of my story. And also look at me now. Um, like a couple hours ago, I was just like standing in my room and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm over a year removed from having seen this person. Over a year of being free. Like what an amazing feeling. Um, And so for anyone listening or watching this on YouTube, I hope that you're either where I am or farther along or that you know that you can get here someday on your own time. You will have those feelings too. So why am I going to talk about abusive people being married? Well, I am reading Love You More by Dr. Carrie Kerr This is not an ad. Um, I didn't even ask her if I could talk about this. Um, I'm not going to really do any giveaways or anything like that. Um, I may actually see if she's cool with me, like sort of going over this book a little bit with all of you. Um, but I just wanted to just quick mention um, that, she comes to a point and this is a, this is a true story. Like this is her story. It's, I believe it is a novel, but it is her story. Um, and see, I'm really into it. Um, so she gets to this point where, you know, she's moving forward in this relationship and all of a sudden, um, her views is like, Hey, by the way, you know, very early on. Um, well, I don't know how early on anyway, I forgot that I'm married. And as I'm reading this, and it's happened several times while I'm reading this, obviously as a survivor, when we read abuse stories or see abuse content, we're like, yeah, yeah, I do remember something like that. Like these things come back. Right. And, uh, my user was married when we met now for the sake of transparency, which is, you know, this is one of the things that I stand for my platform is being as authentic as possible. Well, obviously creators, the people who are putting ourselves out here, like we deserve some sense of privacy, right? Like I'm not gonna tell you every detail of my life, but um if I want to talk about this, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was married when I met my visa too. Um they knew I was married, they had known me for about a year. Um I was a coach at the CrossFit Gym, uh, which I would never step foot in again. Um, and they worked out there and we met I've told this story before. So if you don't know the stories, um uh you can go back and listen to them in previous episodes. I don't know the names of which ones that would be in right now, so I apologize. Not very helpful. Um but they knew I was married. They knew I was, you know, lonely and not happy and all that stuff. And of course, you know, they they waited until the vulnerable, most vulnerable moment to make their move, which is what they do quite often. Um, but I was coming out. Um, I was uh, realizing that I, I could no longer deny that I'm, I am a lesbian. I would prefer to be with a woman if I was going to have a partner, you know, and that I wasn't happy in my marriage. And so that was all happening. But here's the thing: I'm an honest person. If I was going to meet with you today, if I wanted today, I wanted to be in a relationship, I'm going to say to you, hey, let's say I am where I was, like letting you know I am still married. I'm going to be up front with you. I do co-parent really closely with my son's dad. And this is where I'm at right now. I would tell someone that, you know, I co-parent the son's dad. This is how close we are. This is what we do when we work together. We spend ho- you know, holidays together or we'll take him on a birthday trip together or whatever. You comfortable with that? Yes or no? Like It's that honesty up front, right? Um, and obviously that's not for everyone and that's fine, but with an abusive person, they're going to conveniently forget that they're still married. They're going to lie to you and say that they're not married. Like, yeah, the divorce was finalized, you know, two years ago, they're going to tell you if you find out that it's not finalized, but they're going to blame it on the other person. They're going to say, you know, my wife my wife or whoever, um, they won't sign the papers because they're mad at me that it didn't work out and they're punishing me. They don't want me to ever get married again. They want to still have control over me. They want to X, Y, Z, but they're actually telling you that they're the ones doing that. They're saying this other person is doing it. They're doing that to the other person. Most likely they are not releasing the other person. They're dragging it out. They're doing whatever they can because usually they're sort of, keeping that person on the back burner. They're keeping that person in supply. They're keeping that possibility in check, or maybe they're still receiving some sort of benefit from still being married. They're getting a tax cut. Maybe they're getting, um, yeah, they're probably getting a tax cut, right? This person is, this person is still on my taxes, even though we're not living together and I haven't seen them in a year or whatever. Um, so they're still holding on to that relationship. It's it's control. That person is not free. Um, you know. So let's say the ex actually does meet someone. They start moving on. The abuser finds out. The abuser can show up and say, hey, we're still married. What are you doing? How are you going to be with that person? Even though the abuser probably has two or three other people that they're lining up or have been seeing or whatever. They've had a whole relationship, but they still have that control over that other person. So this is a really, really common thing. And again, I sort of, I actually recorded this episode yesterday and my kiddo started talking it, uh, coming in and talking about like dinosaur facts. And at first I was like, this is cool. I'm a mom. You all know, like, if you follow me for a while, you know, my life. I, again, I'm not in a studio. I'm just sitting here as a person. And I was like, awesome. Thanks for telling me. And he just stayed and hung out and I was like, all right, you know what? We're not going to, we're going to go hang out. Like I'm going to hang out in the gate. If he wants me to come hang out, I'm going to go do that. But, um, I was talking about how obviously nowadays, like especially post COVID, like a lot of people were in relationships, realized they weren't happy, realized they were queer, realized you know they needed to change things. We didn't like our careers, which is all of these things that we found out and even before COVID. Um, so there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be in the middle of a divorce process, and I think there are a lot of people who are comfortable with that as long as there's honesty. Um, And I think especially if you know that both parties are genuinely working together and they don't hit each other and the other person's not going to cause a bunch of problems, like this is something that's, that feasibly can happen in our world today. Again, there are people who might choose to not get divorced right away because maybe they have property to divide or they have a child or there's just some reason that they're like, you know what, let's go ahead and separate. Maybe we live in different houses. Maybe we're financially separate, but we're staying legally married for, you know, X, Y, Z you know, people are different. People are doing things differently than they used to. But again, it's that being upfront and saying, Hey, you know, before we decide whether or not we want to move forward with this, you need to know that this is my life. Um, and I'm taking it day by day and I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know when we're going to sign those papers and say, yep, officially divorced, you know, whatever, or whatever that might look like. And so then that other person has the ability to say, you know what? I get it. I've actually been in that boat or I have a friend who was in that boat and I totally get it. Like life gets messy. You realize you're queer super late in the game, or you realize that you got married when you were 19 and now you're 35. And you're like, I don't actually like, you know, we're not who we used to be and that's okay, whatever. Um, But when we're not given that information, we don't have the ability to make that choice. Um, It's easier to look back and say what we would or wouldn't have done or could or couldn't have done had we been given that information but had I known what the situation actually was obviously in most of our cases we probably wouldn't have moved forward if we had been like oh you're not allowing your wife to actually have you know some peace of mind and some closure to the relationship you're staying around so you can torment her with an email every six months or nine months or whatever just show up in her inbox when she's trying to live you know recover from all the things you put her through doesn't seem very fair to me. Um, but that's definitely something to look out for. Um, you know, it it is a red flag that I, I missed and it sounds so silly. Um, I don't want to uh, drag Dr. McAvoy under the bus, but like, you know, she was obviously in shock when she found that out. And what happens is that these abusers are going to give you some kind of Again, story, reason why. Like, oh, I just I forgot. Like it's been a couple of years, you know, I've been dating someone else this whole time and I just I I feel like I'm divorced, so that's good enough. Or um again, like, well, they won't let me be divorced. So I just didn't think it was important to bring it up because it's out of my hands. There's nothing I can do about it. Something like that. And what happens is because they've already started the process of love bombing, they've already started, you know, XYZ, you're already caught up in all these feelings. By the time you figure this out. And usually, again, it's because you've caught them in a lie or you've found the divorce papers that aren't signed or something like that. And you believe their story. And again, it sounds so crazy. Um, this is definitely something that if you come across it, if you're listening to this and you start dating someone and you realize that they weren't upfront with you about it, or there's something there's that feels shady about it, something in your gut is telling you that does not seem right to me. Doesn't seem like something like you told me about your breakup with your wife, and I feel like if she left in the way that she did, that she would have been really super willing to sign the paper. Like, you know, that story's not matching up with what you're telling me. That like she left in that way, but she's refusing to sign papers. Wires are being crossed somewhere. Doesn't make any sense, right? So that's really all I have to say. I guess this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today. That's all I have to say about, you know, uh, abusive people tending to be married. I am curious if you listen to this or you watch it on YouTube, please reach out to me and let me know what you think. Did this happen to you? Did you meet someone who like was secretly married and you were with them for a while and you were like, oh my gosh, you know, three months and you found out they had a whole wife or a whole husband or whatever. Um, let me know. Uh, I definitely find it strange and um, interesting. Let's see. What announcements do I have coming up? Um, I am hosting trips next year. Hopefully. I don't know if I'm going to get enough people signed up for the first one. That's in March. I have about a 30 day window to get, I think eight people on board with, uh, Costa Rica in March. And I don't know if I'm going to get that because unfortunately I haven't been marketing it, uh, very much, but if you want to go and we can get a group to go, it's going to be, again, it's going to be March. It's going to be a super adventurous Costa Rica trip with like, um, you know, zip lining and, um, hiking in the mountain volcanoes and ocean and doing all of this stuff. If that's something you're interested in. Um, if not, I do have more time to get the ball rolling on this one, but I'm hosting a trip to Greece in August of 2023. Um, and my goal with both of these trips is to have a safe space for people to travel a safe space where, you know, you're not going to be judged. Whatever you say is going to be safe. Um, hope I'm hoping we're going to be a group of, you know, survivors, queer folks, people who've been through some stuff and otherwise wouldn't hop into a group trip like that. Um, and that, that's my goal. That's why I want to do this also because I love travel. I think it's amazing. Um, it's an amazing opportunity. So yeah, definitely reach out to me, um, email me. You can always find me on Instagram, TikTok, across all social media. I'm the Lindsay Goodman, except for on Twitter, I'm the Lindsay Goodman. Um, and again, if you like this episode, please rate, review, subscribe. I really want to get this into the ears of the people who need it the most, and all of your interaction really does make that happen. Um, and feel free, um, you know, as you're listening to my podcast, if something comes up that you relate to and you feel like I didn't expand upon it very much and you want to know more about my personal experience with it or what I have learned, you know, as a trauma recovery coach and in all my studies over the past year or so, you know, what about this? Why does my abuser do this? why did they do that? Or you know, why did my parent do this when I was little? Because maybe you had a narcissistic parent. Do reach out to me. I do try. I have a list. Um, you know, I'm not the most organized person. I'm pretty upfront about that. Uh, but I have a little list here of topics um, that, you know, if you reach out to me and ask for something, I will try to get it on there and get to it eventually. So um, I try to you know, deliver what the people want to know. So again, thank you so much for hanging out. I hope you enjoyed this um, short but interesting episode and I will see you all next week for more.